we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. This is Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, as always, Armin. I don't know why I'm like doing this like I'd like announcer voice today. <laughs> I'm really feeling it. I'm loving it, Eddie. I feel like it's because you are excited to someday go back to your hometown and throw yourself a parade. That is really okay. something you would do. Okay. Admit okay. it. Admit it. No, you have no idea, Armin. This was giving me like. Mm-hmm. I this is a fantasy of mine that Kieran Huger got to live out in real life and yes okay we'll have to get into it but you have no idea I was watching this and I was like <gasps> she's living my dream I thought of you I immediately thought of you I was like this is you Eddie. know this is totally like that I am the grand dame of Congo California actually you know that it's really sad I can never be that because no matter how amazing and whatever I can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is from Concord, California. So I can never truly be the grand dame of my hometown. You blew Cause it. Tom, Cause Tom Hanks, I mean, you can't, you can't beat that. Oh, you can. You could totally beat Tom Hanks. No, he's an icon. The grand dame of Concord, California is Mama Estrada. Shout out. Oh, oh my gosh. You totally <laughs> blew it. I thought you were setting yourself up for success. No, I was literally stating facts. Aren't I? My mom will enjoy that. All right, so moving <laughs> forward. Um, let's talk about this episode because a lot went down in this episode. Uh, I think first we should talk about um, hmm, Robin. Ooh. Oh, Robin, 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 Robin. Okay, so once again, she is having problems with the IRS. Girl, Not you fun. thought you would learn the first time. Well, she is pretty nonchalant about it. She seems like so chill about it and just like casually like talking to her account. She's like, yeah, I kind of messed some things up and I'm trying to figure it out. Money's I, hard. Maybe I shouldn't have done that myself. I'm like, Robin, Robin. Do you know how much money she makes off of Housewives? I don't. Me neither. But I figure one season's worth of salary can cover this 90k not that that's ideal i'm sure she has a lot of expenses right but well they make a lot of money no no i think yeah but i think the thing like that she said what is annoying about this is that basically she can't like buy or sell homes right now because Mm -hmm. she's shot by the irs like you know and that's her new form of income income evidently is like that she's a house slipper i mean we watched that she was debating being a trucker or a house slipper, and she chose house slipper last season. So, go Robin. Okay, but I have to say, before we move on about Robin's tax information, Tatiana from Latvia. Oh, oh my gosh. That was the worst wig I've ever seen in my entire life. And I bought a wig, a red wig, a red Cleopatra wig from a stop and shop in Palm Springs. <laughs> And that was the worst wig I've ever seen. Also, why did she like put it in a low pony halfway through? She's like, I just, I gotta get this out. <laughs> Too hot. Eddie, when you owe ninety thousand dollars to the IRS, you don't have a wig budget. Clearly, clearly. 
What was Juan's name? It was like DJ or something? It was, yeah, it was like Dylan or something stupid like right. that. It was like the most debate. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Doug. <laughs> She's like, I'm Tatiana from Latvia. Like, girl, what? And then they dropped it like yeah, 90 yeah, seconds that's through. She, that's what she puts her, the, the wig in a low pony and is like, can I get some scrimps? I think if I were to do role play, and admittedly I haven't, it looks fun. I would commit. I think otherwise it's not fun. Oh my gosh. You have to. You have to commit. Um, I do role play on Halloween. Um, it's called <laughs> my costume. And I completely commit to whatever character I am on Halloween. Okay. If you want to put it that way, I have been house a million mm, times on I've, Halloween. I've heard about this. I, I know you're a big houser. I do the limp too. So I, I commit to my character there. Mm. I do. But I don't make people call me house. I don't go, I'm House from Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, like you don't respond to Armin. You're like, hmm, no, I don't know him. <laughs> don't you mean Dr. Dr. House? Do- call me by my name. <laughs> I've never seen a single episode of House. I'm sorry. I know that a mm. lot of people love House. But there's a lot of things I have. I just started watching Friends. You know this. Um, you have a lot to catch up on. I have a lot. I'm in Seinfeld and everything. And the Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> there's a lot of things I got to Cheers? Get have you seen Cheers? Um, no. Speaking of sitcoms. And I still haven't seen the Titanic. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> We're all over the place, by the way. House is not a sitcom. Yeah, it's one of those like back to hour long Latvia. Um, What yeah, about her? We don't know anything about her. The, well, like, also, the bit didn't then, last. Like, it didn't last. And the, but I was just going to say also, like, she brings up the, this to Juan. And Juan's like, Juan is like, this is your problem, essentially. <laughs> like, you got yourself into this. And I'm like, one, you're about to propose to this woman. Like, give her, like, give her a little bit more. They're just both of them. I don't know. It's like, I love them. I love them, but it's like a rock talking to a rock sometimes when it's those two. You know what I mean? If he marries her, do her tax problems become his tax problems? Is that how the IRS works? I'm not, okay. I did That's what I'm wondering. In, I worked in finance for. Almost three years, and I could not tell you. I couldn't tell you. I just in which I, case, I don't, know. don't propose. Don't inherit I mean, those tax problems. I mean, he's already committed. He's already told Giselle. Yeah, that is the ultimate form of commitment. Like, telling he, Giselle, you know, he can't back out now. True, and uh, he said it on camera. <laughs> Double whammy. Uh, okay, let's get enough about Robin. Let's talk about. Let's go to. Uh, Sorry, Virginia, and let's talk about this. Because then, oh, I want to end on Candace and Monique because that's how we're going to end every episode, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, for the rest of the season. But sorry, Virginia. Karen Huger has been, um, I guess, asked to be in the parade, homecoming parade in her hometown. Um, this was, like, a huge moment. I was like, wow, this this is a dream that I've always had, but it, will, it could never be accomplished because, first of all, my high school didn't have um, a homecoming parade. Actually, Ryan Alkire from Holly Shook mm-hmm. and on the Vanderpump Rules podcast, College Park, his old high school did have mm. a homecoming parade that I used to go to when I was a kid because my cousins went to that school. And Was Ryan homecoming king? I don't think so. I, and I said that's so mean. I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know he was homecoming court. I Ooh. know he was on homecoming court. 
That's but good. I don't know if he was homecoming king, but he definitely was nominated. I know that because he had to do a fashion or something. Don't ask me how I know this. I'm literally just like spitting biography on like other like posts. These are the other hosts, not Bravo. Um, but I used to go watch my cousins because my co- cousins were always on homecoming court because they were like gorgeous and like cheerleaders. Um, and I would, I remember the parade and I was like, I always wanted to be in a parade. I always wanted to be in homecoming court, but I will never get that chance because my high school did like five people were nominated senior year for like a homecoming like group. And it was like leadership, spirit, athletics. I obviously won for leadership. So I was on homecoming court and then I crowned myself homecoming king. Me and my other friend, Haley Johnson, crowned ourselves king and queen. But that's the way to do it, Eddie. That's actually how you seize the throne. You aren't given it. You take it. I literally just told people, I was like, there's no official king, but I'm the king. And I wore a crown in the photo. That's some like Daenerys uh, Targaryen shit. You just burned down the castle. You took it over yourself. You sat on the throne. You know, Spoiler Dale, alert. Dale LaSalle Homecoming King um, 2000 and... <laughs> when did I graduate? 10. 11? No, I graduated 11? in 2011. 2011? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, How do you forget okay, so your was, birthday and what year you graduate? I don't know anything, but I was 11. <laughs> um, but back to Karen Huger. Um, this, I would have been the same as her. This is such a moment. The other Giselle and Ashley, which by the way, shocked that Ashley was able to come without the baby because that baby Mm -hmm. is always at her hip because that husband can't do a damn thing. Glad she was able to escape for a moment. And I, yeah, while the ladies were being all annoying, I was proud of Karen for like enjoying the moment and taking it for what it is. I was dying at her doing the videos and yelling to the audience and like throwing the candy. Uh, it was great. She had the Bentley. It was just, it was an all around really happy moment. And I love Karen Huger. And I, I was so jealous of her in this parade. Um, but like when she went to that church, my mm. heart broke. Also, I just want to quickly know, I love her family. Her, I believe it was her cousin and her aunt cutest things in the entire world her aunt was like adorable like killing me but her in that church was just such a raw emotional moment and karen's been giving us this so much this season Mm -hmm. she is just really laying it all out there and it's really making me appreciate her more and more because i'm like this woman is real she's going through real things and we are watching it live why do you think this season karen has been showing us so much because that wasn't the case for the last four seasons. It wasn't. I think Karen is giving us more, maybe because she has more to give. You know what I mean? Like, and I think she really has found her place and her stride in this Housewives franchise where it's like, okay, well, I gave a little bit here, the tax up, I gave a little bit there, but now my life is really in a place where I feel comfortable sharing and showing and she realizes right. i think if she doesn't push forward and she doesn't give it she could be gone i mean look at all the rest of the ogs true yeah she was so elusive for so long mm-hmm. and certainly not the most transparent but wow this season she is just really you know bearing herself and even giselle said i didn't know how much she's really going through because i think karen mm. usually puts up a strong exterior, right? Mm-hmm. But as we saw, she is going through a lot of pain from losing her parents. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't ever show that. 
No. Even her clo- and- her close friends here were seeing that for the first time. And I think it really makes Karen a more well-rounded cast mm-hmm. member of Housewives, right? Like, she was already great. She's funny. She's a superstar, right? But now you're getting just a little bit more of that, like, depth and complexity to her yeah. character, uh-huh. to her person. That It exists for everyone, right? But it's hard to show that stuff. She's getting real vulnerable, and it's it's just fascinating and at times heartbreaking. You know, we talked about it with the stuff with Ray last week or two weeks ago when he refused to say I love you back. That was rough. And also him, okay, also, the edit that they did when she's leaving for Story of Virginia where she was like, love you, and he was, what did he say to her? He was like, bye. Or, like, didn't say I love you back. And then well, like, he just like wanted closes, them out the house. Yeah, slams the door <laughs> in her face and the editors are like, slam, slam, slam. Like they do a triple shot of like the door slamming in her face and being like, huh? Like I, they're savage. These, these, these people are, that are editing Bravo now are really the cream of the crop. Like mm-hmm. they are giving it to us. Um, But no, I do, I am happy that Karen is showing more of herself to us. I wish she would show it more to those that she's around so they could help her out more. I mean, she definitely was like, I'm going to go into this room really quick and then started crying in the room. Like she's very good about looking okay in front of people. And then when she's behind closed doors, letting that emotion go, which we get to see, but her friends can't. So I, you know, I think to really grow and move forward, she needs the support of her friends and family. And she's not going to get that behind behind closed doors, but I think she's, you know, she's building to that though. Right. Like she may have been behind a door, but they could hear what was happening. Right. They knew what was going on. So she's building towards that drinking the fireball and then really opening up and confessing it all so it's baby steps it doesn't happen overnight it's almost like you can't go cold turkey when you want to give up an addiction right yeah so it's kind of the same thing like she can't really go cold turkey on being a closed off person so she's gonna have a little bit you know here and there um, but she's learning how to be a little bit more vulnerable and open and honest with everyone and I think it's making for great television it's making for fantastic television um all right let's move on to we'll just do it how it was candace and then monique okay so with candace she is literally ready to file charges against monique because at this point karen huger basically told her if i were you at this point i'd I'd have legal action so Robin is the first one to hear this and is like, what? Like, this is news. She obviously is going to tell Giselle and everyone else. But she also tells this to her mother. And her mother's like, no, we are filing charges. Also, they both look like super villains. One, <laughs> the bull sitting in their, like, dark coats, like, sitting out at the dog, like, ref- like refuge or rescue center. And they're like, mm, let's talk. And like, the, the Candace is like barely hanging out with that dog, but like, literally, they looked like super villains, like in a Batman film. I just have to say. Um, it's also worth yeah, noting that Robin tells Candace that Monique said that she has no remorse over what happened. And I think yes. that plays an important role too in fueling the fire. So you have Karen giving Candace the advice that she should press charges. Mm-hmm. You have Robin telling 
Candace the worst of the worst of what Monique had to say. Not that Monique had a lot of great things to say about Candace. In but, general, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, maybe she could have uh, painted a fuller picture, which I think was that, you know, Monique was sorry about what happened, but she didn't have remorse. She maybe felt bad, but she doesn't like Candace at all. It was more complex than just her. It was no there was more complexity than Robin was giving, of right. course. So now Candace is pissed, and I think the only person more pissed than her was her mother. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it is. Dorothy bad. was not happy. Yeah, Dorothy was ready to do blows. And I get it. That's her daughter. Yeah, like, I mean, think honestly, about your if, child if being hit. hit. Yeah, my parents would be like, mm, "Okay, we're doing legal action immediately." I get it. You're protective over your children, so uh, she's upset. She is not going to try to smooth things over, and with nobody else around, really, I think it is. I mean, I guess it's been spoiled through the previews, right? But it's clearly setting the stage for charges, and it all feels so avoidable. Uh, and yet it's really hitting rock bottom places that it just shouldn't hit in Housewives, you know? No, Not that Monique didn't make a mistake, by the way, but... Yeah, and let's talk about Monique because Monique sits with her pastor and he basically tells her, this is on you. Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't on anyone else. This is your own issue that you need to work with. You need to sit with yourself and realize that because of this demeanor that you've put on, this this wanting to achieve a perfection and wanting other people to recognize it and being upset when those aren't recognized in the correct way, like, this is an issue that you have. And Monique didn't, like, I was shocked that Monique was like, I need to apologize. I need to speak to Candace and apologize. Like, this, this pastor really said the things that needed to be said to her, which honestly, I was... I was shocked, and I am. We'll see if it ever happens. If Candace will ever see Monique to have these this apology be given, but like, I thought this was a big moment for Monique. Yeah, and she said Candace didn't deserve that, Mm-mm. and that's very important. That is remorse right there. That is expressing that you don't think that what you did was right. You don't think that Candace deserved um, what happened to her because at one point Monique was saying, "Well, she asked for it, so I gave it to her." Yeah. No, sorry, you were wrong. Um, even though I do, you know, empathize with her, uh, she did not go about this the right way. And yeah, that was, um, I think, a really rough moment for her. I do think, though, she was already building towards that conclusion herself. We got a great scene with the pastor, but we talked about this, Eddie, last week that she was saying in that meeting how she was still on high adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned that again in this episode that the adrenaline had finally worn off, right? But we were saying last week that um, she just needed to get out of this zone where the adrenaline is still pumping. She's still super yeah. angry. Even if it's days and days later, she is just still just too pissed off at Candace to see the big picture here. And now that it's finally worn off, and I think... She's in a better place, like mentally, and she could really just see things clearly. It's pretty obvious that she fucked up. She did. And it's just sad because, like she said, now it's put all this undue stress on her husband and her kids. And I can't imagine how bad she's feeling right now beyond what she did to Candace. It's like now your family is having to deal 
with all of the repercussions. And who knows if we'll see her back for next season. Who knows if we'll even see this reconciliation between her and Candace. Because Candace, I don't think, wants to see her. And if charges are going to be brought up, Mm -hmm. this might, you know, we might not see them together in this in the same room for a long time. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm loving Potomac this season. I think it is giving a, some great a television reality television that it's we have never high seen before. intensity. It's intense, but it's, it's captivating, interesting, mm-hmm. huge stakes. Um, it del- Yeah. It delivers. It's really delivering. And it's more than just the petty drama. It's, this is real shit now that we're in and I love it. Yeah, I mean, once you start talking about, like, charges being filed, you're talking about potential divorces, like, this is major life shit, you know? It isn't like, oh, did you wear panties or not wear panties? I'll always, I'll always criticize BH. Panty gay, I Uh, know. BH, this is what you should strive for, Potomac. Potomac is setting the standard. Potomac is setting the standard, absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for listening, Armin, did we? I think we did. We mentioned it all. Yes, we did. If you guys want to make sure you hear everything that we're mentioning about all of the housewives, make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening currently, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Also, rate and review us. Let us know that you love us. Love us, love us, love us. Um, we're also on social media at Hot and Bravo, H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D, if you want to check us out there. Armin, you want to let him know about our Patreon? Yeah, patreon.com backslash hot and bravo. And that's where you'll get a ton of exclusive episodes. You can support us for just $3 a month. You can ask questions for our monthly mailbag and get access to our catalog of over 60 episodes. So uh, support us on there and uh, enjoy even more Bravo content um, than you're even getting here. We have so much cool things over there, guys. And Honestly, we've got so much like quarantine content. If you guys just need to sit and listen, we've got hours and hours and hours worth of content that you guys are not going to find on the main feed. So check it out. Uh, And we will see y'all next time.